Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Masachas Pesachim, Parak Beis, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. And today's Mishnahs are being learned. Lilu Nishmas, Marsh, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Biakov, Maisha. Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And Mishnah Beis tells us Chametz Shal Nachri, Chametz, but owned by a guy. Shavar Alva Pesach, Pesach passed over it, which means that the guy owned this Chametz over Pesach. Motarbana, it's a hundred percent permitted to benefit from, and not only benefit from it, you're even allowed to eat it. Mishal Yisrael. However, Chametz that's owned by a Yid over Pesach, Asurbana one is not allowed to benefit from it. Meaning, not only is one not allowed to eat it, but you can't even benefit from it. So let's say, for example, Yid has an expensive bottle of whiskey, which is, of course, chametz, and he has it over Pesach for whatever reason. He forgot to sell it or something else. He's not allowed to benefit from it afterwards, which means he wouldn't be allowed to sell it. He wouldn't be allowed to give it to someone if he's going to be getting some benefit from that. It's completely usher. He has to pour it down the drain. Now, how do we know this? Shnemer, because the Pasuk says, and literally translated, this Pasuk means, Sa'ar, which means chametz, may not be seen in your possession over Pesach. And if it is, so it's completely usher. And now moving on to Mishnah Gimel with something similar. Nachri shehil Yisrael al chametzai, a guy that lent money to a yid for his chametz. So what happened over here? A yid borrowed money from a guy, and he gave him some chametz as a mashkain, as a collateral. And he told the guy, this chametz should be used as payment if the loan is not repaid on time. And this was all obviously before Pesach. And what happened? After Pesach, the Yid did not end up paying the guy back, so the guy kept the Yid's chametz as repayment for the loan. So the Mishnah tells us, Acher Pesach, After Pesach, this chametz is Mutterbana. Even though on Pesach, it still wasn't yet the guy's, since after Pesach, the Yid didn't pay the guy back, that means retroactively, this chametz was really always the guy's, and that means that the guy owned this chametz on Pesach, so therefore it's Mutterbana. However, the opposite is also true. The Yisrael Shehelvas Hanachri al If a Yid lent money to a guy for his chametz, which means the Yid lent money to the guy, the guy gave the Yid some chametz to keep in the eventuality if he doesn't pay him so the Yid can keep it for good. And after Pesach, the guy did not end up paying the Yid, so that means that the Yid gets to keep the guy's chametz. So Achar Pesach after Pesach, this chametz is Asurbana because it was owned by the Yid over Pesach. And another halacha, chametz shenafel alav ma'pailas, chametz that something collapsed on top of it. Let's say this fellow had a storage shed in his backyard, had a whole bunch of chametz in it, then sadly, a big wind came, it huffed and puffed and it blew his storage shed down. So now, all of his chametz is buried under all this rubble. Harehu kimavayr, it's as if it's been destroyed, he doesn't have to go searching through this rubble to find the chametz. Now, Rav Shema Gamliel just clarifies, he's not arguing, he's just clarifying, when is it that we say that all this chametz buried under the rubble is like it's been destroyed and he doesn't have to go searching for it? If a dog is not able to search for it, meaning a dog is not able to get to this chametz, so then it's considered like it's been destroyed and removed from the world, and he doesn't actually have to go looking for it. Now, practically, how do we gauge this? So we say that the amount is three tfachim. If this chametz is buried under three tfachim of rubble, so then he doesn't have to go looking for it. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow's mission of Dalit and Hay. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.